What is up, everybody in the CWC? Thank you again for tuning in to the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. Uh, It's our sort of Saturday episode where we get a little bit more involved in in, in sort of the fun fantasy, more community-based. You know, we're not really going to talk a lot of the news. It's more going to be just like answering questions, doing some stuff like that. Um. So first thing we'll start off is with the slapping meat brackets. Uh, we are in our final fours, or we were. We're going to announce the final two. So in the battle between Tiffany Stratton and Charlotte Flair, as expected, Charlotte Flair, uh, it wasn't a clean sweep. Uh, Tiffany did get one vote in the CWC Discord, but Charlotte Flair uh is moving on to the finals. Now we have Bianca versus Rhea, entering interesting matchup, excuse me. Uh, and we do have a tie. Um, there is a tie. It's two votes to two votes. Uh, and because my vote was already sort of calculated in that, because I do vote on these as well, what I'm going to do is just go by more so my vote because I, I, I have a weighted vote because I'm the host. I get to sort of make the rules as I want to. Uh, but I want to be more fair. And since we did seed, I did seed these. I was going to pick the person that's highest seeded. It would have been Rhea either way. So the finals in this contest will be Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley to find out who the casual wrestling community thinks is the best woman's wrestler. Um, Shall be interesting how the vote goes on this. We'll announce the winner next Wednesday. And then um, we're going to do a uh, 64-person men's wrestling tournament. That's going to start the first week of October. I'm going to take a few weeks off with these just so I can – Go, uh, sort of one, we can sort of like catch our breath from doing these things, and two, so I can make some graphics for the first round of this. Uh, the, the 2k tournament, if you're in that, if you're in the Discord, we have a 2k tournament that those will be posted starting on Monday, every Monday until we're finished with that. Um, on the We Too Deep YouTube page, um, if you're on the YouTube page watching this, you're just like, share, subscribe. Set the notification bell. Click all of that. Comment pushes up in the in the uh, the algorithms, and and those those things will. Uh, um, you know, if you you click the notification bell, you get a notification when a video gets up there. If you're on Apple Music or Spotify, or excuse me, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or any other podcast network, um, subscribe or follow. Leave us a review. Um, I guess the running joke now for me is that I don't want three three star reviews 
But no, honestly, leave a one star or five star. Uh, I don't need anything in between because that's that just means you can't commit to to how you feel about it. Commit and mean it. It's not gonna hurt my feelings if you give me a one star. Um, but uh, um, um, and so we'll move on from from sort of that fun uh, interaction there at the slapping me brackets. Uh, and we'll move on to, we'll go ahead and take some questions from the Discord. Not not a lot, which is fine. Uh, I still have a, my whole uh, show, I was planning on doing one segment. I almost forgot it was the Saturday show and then had to go ahead and ask for some 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 questions because I, I had a whole sort of show over this one segment that we're going to do here in a minute. Uh, let's take some questions. So this first one comes from a user named Kara Danvers. Uh, question. You get two pink slips, uh, one for WWE, one for AEW. Who are you firing for that day? So I get to go in and, and I, I can fire one person from AEW, one person from WWE. Who am I firing? Um. We're going to save AEWs for a minute because that one's easy, but we'll get there in a minute. Let's go with WWEs because this is a difficult thing. I don't think it's fair to be like, uh, who's the, who's the most random guy on, in catering and we're going to fire him. That's the, that's an easy cop out. Who's being used that I think we should fire. Um, and it isn't a wrestler. The person I would fire from WWE without question after a couple hours of thinking of it, is Kevin Patrick probably the worst announcer they have right now? Um, and there's no reason why he has to be on SmackDown. Uh, first off, there's no reason why SmackDown, the shorter show, needs to have the three-man booth. If you're going to have a three-man booth, put it on on Raw. Um, but but Kevin Patrick is not needed, and he's not beneficial to the – it's not that he's bad. I don't want – this to get you know mr screw that i think like he doesn't deserve a job in the industry but he's not ready right now to be especially on smackdown which is the premier product of wwe he's just he's just not good at it at, at this moment he can get better not saying he should never run that role but he's just not ready now and when you have someone like uh Corey graves and michael cole there you don't necessarily need Kevin Patrick, right? Um, so that one's easy. Or, or that one was a little bit harder, but the next one's easier. AEW. That's a right. And so I'm going to go ahead and preface this with this is also not a wrestler. Um, the person I'm firing from AEW is Tony Khan. Now I need y'all to hear me out because. Because the IWC or people who aren't in the know uh, will be like, but he owns it. He doesn't own it. Understand that it's in his dad's name. In fact, in all the business filings, he's not he's not listed on any of them. It's him and Mega listed on all the business filings. And, and, um, and so Tony Khan is literally just the CEO, right? And he's not doing a good job in terms of business and so he's got to go right this aew can't be a fan project it can't be me on universe mode it can't be me playing with my my real life-size action figures eventually you got to start making money and tony khan's just not making money 
So he's got to go. So if I could fire one person from AEW, it would be Tony Khan. I'd like to hear the community's answer on that. Who would you fire from WWE and AEW if you had one pink slip from each company? Uh, B-Master asked another question. Uh, why does WWE always seem to run one storyline at a time? Example, given the Bloodline story on SmackDown ran for a long time. But on Raw, Judgment Day was struggling to get off the ground. And now if you look at it, it's sort of like they're just running. Now, I don't necessarily think this is the plan. And I actually don't have an actual answer for it. Um, I think a lot of what the problem was with Judgment Day at the time when they were struggling is... I'm going to turn this into a different style question. Is, is our supernatural gimmick as over today as they were in the 90s with, like, The Undertaker. Now, I'm not a fan of supernatural gimmicks. I think once you start to get into the realm of the supernatural, whether it's religion, God, demons, you know, all of that stuff, you there's a, a very, very fine line that you get to before before you start to offend someone's religion. Um, I, the way I look at it's entertainment. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. But as a business, I, I think there's a fine line. And like with Vince McMahon fighting God, they they had a lot of people protest that storyline because it was offensive to Christians. Um. And really, religion in general. Um, but like something like The Undertaker, I could see like a very conservative, and I don't mean conservative politically, but conservative in terms of lifestyle. A very conservative, like super religious, super strict household who maybe just wanted to, you know, you know, wanted some inter some type of entertainment and they see that. And I could see how they would complain about it um, in the same way they complained about Harry, po Harry Potter, like super strict religious households were not allowed. I remember growing up with someone who they weren't allowed to watch SpongeBob of all of all shows, like friends that of mine in elementary school were not allowed to watch SpongeBob. Um, the super strict. Uh, right. I could. See, and so the judgment day was pressing on the supernatural. And we're also in an age where if we could, I don't want to talk about specific religions, but as a culture, religion is sort of not a part of people's life anymore. The supernatural isn't really a part of people's life anymore. It's the least religious generation, um, I think, in human history, um, at least in some sort of organized religion. Uh, and so I don't think people really relate to these supernatural gimmicks anymore. Um, the, I just don't, I, I don't personally see the need for it. And I think it struggled because they were trying to force to me. It felt like judgment day was trying to relive the brood, right. With edge as the leader this time. And when edge was removed from the, the group and they sort of be, became more serious and more dominant, that's when it, it gained credibility because people, I don't really think people necessarily care about supernatural gimmicks. They may say they care, but I don't really think they actually want or or particularly care 
for the supernatural gimmick. I don't think it's necessary in wrestling um, just because I don't think you could tell really good stories in that realm. Um, Bray Wyatt was probably the most successful in this era of wrestling, but even with him, what was the best version? I mean, this is, this is your question. What's the best version of Wyatt? And I would say it was cult leader Wyatt. And, and, and that wasn't more so supernatural. It was more so actual, like Bayou voodoo, the, you know, deep Louisiana voodoo that he was sort of playing into, um, which is, you know, actual like religious practice. Um, and, and so I, I don't necessarily think like the judgment day had a, had good booking at the time. Now, why does WWE do this? I think a lot of it is they're very uncreative and, and they're very lazy. They can only run one good storyline at a time. They can only focus on one thing. And it's, it's very lazy booking in that they have no plan outside of the main attraction. Um, and so I think it's something they definitely need to work on, but I don't really know why that is other than just pure laziness in that they just, they just don't have the ability with the writers that they have to tell more than one good story at a time. All right, let's move on to, uh, uh, the next topic, which is going to be LA night. Yeah. Uh, two statements about it. First off, I'm going to have to eat some of my words. They're finally pushing the man. I'm finally on board with the fact that he's going to get pushed. I'm not a hundred percent certain it's going to go the way we, I'm not sold on the fact that this is going to be like the greatest thing ever, but he's getting pushed. So I'll eat my words on that. It, it's finally here. He just, or he's in talks with signing a longer term deal, which is a good thing. That means they see something in him, but it's also, this is a, this is a tactic WWE has used before. And, and Ryback mentioned this uh, on his show. And I saw the clip on TikTok um, where they tried this with him and, and other stars as well. When they, when they get ready to start the big time push, they try to get that long-term deal so that you're locked in at the cheaper rate, right? So the idea is if you sign LA Knight right now before the push happens, before he wins the titles or the championships, then you can get him for a cheaper price. And so they'll offer him more money than he's making now, but less than he should be making at his earning potential. But then they'll give him a little bit of the merch sales, right? And so it's a tactic WWE is using to essentially steal LA Knight. Now, if LA Knight was brave, it's going to take a little bravery. He's going to take risking it all for himself. He wouldn't sign another contract until his, his other one is getting ready to expire. And he'll walk into negotiations and say, AEW is offering me this. I can write out the rest of my contract i would say like a month or less and say you know i got a month left i can write off in the sunset in a month not have to wait 30 day clause go over to uh the aw they're going to sign me for this and they're going to make me champion as soon as i debut what are you going to pay me how are you going to benefit me right get some sort of leverage on the wwe 
that's the one good thing about AEW being created is there is that leverage that you could use. But it seems right now, I don't know if he cares about the money, but I'm assuming this deal is four to five years long. This is going to lock him in. And essentially, WWE's leverage is we know you can sell well. We sell merch well. We know you're over with the crowd, but if you don't re-sign this new contract, the push isn't happening. That's going to be their sort of their leverage, and which means, hey, you're not going to get this push, which means, you know, maybe we even take you off of TV, right? And WWE, I think, is willing to remove him from TV or remove him from major storylines. I think they're willing to do that if he doesn't sign long-term. But this is the final contract major long-term contract he'll get so if he's in it for the push or for just just to have one final contract and doesn't necessarily care about the money do you man sign it but if i were you i'd use the little bit of leverage you can gain and and not sign anything until a right but the what you risk there is wwe not pushing you but what you also risk is you get into, you know, six months into this new deal. Let's say the new deal is five years. Hopefully the numbers come out. Let's say the new deal is is, is five years long and, and you're going to have five years left in your career. And six months into it, they decide, you know what, we're not feeling pushing you anymore. They could just put you in catering for the next, you know, three and a half years and not really have uh anything for you and you're sort of trapped there to, to live out the rest of your contract um so i mean it's a it's a you're you're taking a risk either way i like that they this shows that they have some faith in la night though that they really want to build around him um and so i'm all for it if whatever he does i think it's he's going to do what's best for him I know a lot of people will hear this and say, well, why don't they allow agents? Why don't they allow for a union? I need you to understand that if, if, if wrestling got a union, and I know wrestlers want the unions because that means they, they'll get more benefits or more money and they can complain about conditions and, and working with, and, 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 right. But if you've ever dealt with unions, you see what, what's happening right now with, um, Hollywood and the writer strike, right? If so, if 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 a wrestler starts a strike and they don't, don't work, then we just don't have wrestling for long periods of time. How many of you are willing? I don't know if the IWC would be willing to um to I don't know if they'd be willing to go without wrestling for months at a time. Would the fans actually back a protest like this? The other thing is, is if you form a union and you strike, what's going to probably happen, I know will happen in WWE, is they're going to say, you know what? Y'all can strike if you want. We're going to continue putting on a show. What we'll go out and do, uh, in football they call them scabs, where we're going to go find people who aren't your level but are willing to work. And so they'll go scout some indie talent who's willing to work for $500 a show and 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 put them on TV and tell some stories with them, uh, and and so I don't necessarily think a union will benefit wrestling at all, because um, it, it, all they will do is 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 the people who go on strike they won't have work, right? And so it, it the, the, they're going to find a way around it. 
especially like a McMahon-owned company, right? Um, so uh, let, for, let me know what y'all think in the CWC. What do you think about that, that idea uh, of a union? Do you think wrestling needs a union? What do you think uh, about it from a you know, from a business perspective? Also, would you be willing, you know, if 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 we got a union and they went on strike, would you be willing to to not be able to watch wrestling for two, three, four, five months at a time? Um, so that's that. All right, we're gonna move on to uh, guess that storyline. So last week. Um, Last week was a, a very interesting storyline. Um, it was uh, the following. It was a storyline in WCW that weaves a tale of friendship, jealousy, and competition. Their connection is rooted in shared history and camaraderie, but it becomes strained as individual aspirations and the external pressures come into play. The narrative unfolds through a series of Events that challenge their bond, leading to emotional confrontations, unexpected outcomes. The story explores the theme of trust, betrayal, and complexities of maintaining a friendship in the competitive world of professional wrestling. And my man, DJ Wavy D, comes in with the correct answer. And I want to, again, say this. I know I said this last week. My friend, who is a wrestling encyclopedia, basically, could not guess this one. And so the fact that DJ Wavy D had it is great. The answer was Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio in WCW, which is the rivalry that hosts. It's the 1997 rivalry that had the Halloween Havoc match, which just so happens to be my favorite match of all time. And I didn't watch it live. It was in my sort of hard, more hardcore days. I went to go back and watch some matches on, on the network and this was my favorite match, probably the only match that I watched and loved 100% uh, from WCW. I don't know any other WCW storylines, to be honest with you. Uh, so, um, yeah, so congrats to uh, DJ Wavy D. Um, All right, so this week's um, story here is a long-running, intense feud in WWE. It encompasses a series of griping. I completely fucked that up. I can't read, apparently. This is that North Carolina education, y'all. Let's read. Let's restart this. This storyline is a long-running and intense feud in WWE. It encompasses a series of gripping battles between the between two of WWE's top stars. The story is characterized by a mix of mutual respect and fierce competition, often fueled by the desire to establish supremacy in the WWE. The rivalry unfolds through various matches and personal clashes, creating a dramatic and enduring narrative that captivates fans with its ever-evolving dynamics and the constant quest for supremacy in the wrestling world. So again, go if go on the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, go ahead and join it and uh, let us know what you guys think. Who, who do you think the storyline is? Let's see who can get this one. Um, 
And with that, let's go to the final topic. Let's keep the main thing, the main thing here, y'all. it's just like what the title says, or wrestling fans ruining wrestling. Um, and, it, and we're really going to focus around Braun Breaker versus Von Wagner. Not the match itself, but the final spot. And then we're going to get a little bit more, you know, we're going to zoom in here. Then we're going to zoom out thousand foot uh, big picture of, of why I think that wrestling fans are ruining wrestling. So, at the, so if you didn't watch NXT, which by the way, another great episode. I think NXT is the best wrestling in the industry right now. Um, at the end of the main event of this episode, Braun, Braun Breaker, Von Wagner. Braun wins and then goes on the attack on Von Wagner. And there goes to the point to where he, they're getting ready to end the show. He picks up the stairs and then the screen goes black and you hear the stairs crash on top of, of the bottom part of the stair, right? The assumption being made there is that he basically cut the head off, guillotined Von Wagner, you know, or like did some serious damage, dropped the stairs on his head, right? And you get perfect reaction by uh, Vic Joseph. Oh, you son of a bitch. Or something like that, right? Something like that. Uh, And Baron Corbin like, oh, he did it. He actually did it, right? Perfect reaction, perfect way to set up this cliffhanger to get you to want to watch next week. And immediately what you see happen on Twitter and TikTok and all of this is people trying to figure out and get other van- uh, vantage points of, of this shot so you can see what happened. Because, you know, you want to be the smart fan who can, who can uh, you know, just sort of figure out wrestling, right? And the problem is, is this should have never, like, this alternative uh, angle of of this shot, to me, should have never been released. Because this goes back in to um, my idea that wrestling needs to be... um, I don't want to say kept sacred, but wrestling's a show. And so what WWE is, is doing and what they were doing is they're putting in work to produce a show and they put in a cliffhanger so that people go and watch the next week's episode. And immediately these fans, these sort of what they want, they want to call themselves smart marks, right? These, these nerds on the internet, they want to go out and find everything. And then there may be people listening to this who, who are like this. And I'm not saying you're a, you know, I don't necessarily think it's a problem to want to figure out how things happen. In my point of view, though, you know, on a TV show, and it may just be me, but when a TV show ends on a cliffhanger, I'm not trying to figure out what happens until the next episode comes out. When an episode ends in to be continued, right? I want to, I'm going to wait the week, remembering what I saw and having that anticipation of next week. And that's what this was. Um, it, it, it was a way to draw you in to watch next week to see, man, I wonder what happened to, uh, to Von Wagner. And, and, and 
the dirt sheets started posting news about there's panic backstage. Well, that it was bots. Did then we get alternative views to show it wasn't bots? Then at this point, who cares? Like, like we didn't see the actual spot. We all know Von Wagner didn't actually get smacked on the head by the stairs. And but you're removing the suspension of belief by trying to be a smart fan. And you're not really smart. You're just annoying. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of these fans are, are more annoying than they are smart. Um, I'm trying to see. Yeah. So Santi, uh, uh, Mr. Santi Zap on, on Twitter. He's on TikTok as well. He's one of the few in the, in the TikTok sort of wrestling community that I follow now. But he posted on, on X or Twitter, um, it's so lame that this got out and was immediately posted on social media. What do we get out of pulling the curtain on the magic of the show? This doesn't make anyone more smart. It means you're probably very lame to party with. I'm not referring to anyone spreading this on Twitter. Get your views. But this is purely directed to whoever took the footage and leaked it. The problem... Is, is, is what what do we get by pulling the fourth wall back by breaking the fourth wall? We don't get anything. It ruins the product for some people, right? And 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 this idea that kayfabe died and it's not about kayfabe. It's about the storytelling, and and the fans ruin the art of storytelling by either hijacking shows or ruining the sort of ruining cliffhangers. And and if if you want to try to guess what's going on, that's on you. I'm not saying you can't do that, but I think it's a little bit inconsiderate to the performers like Von Wagner and Braun Breaker put in work to sell a story and it gets sort of just broken down on the Internet to where now, like I, I've seen numerous comments of people saying, you know, I was looking forward to next week, but now now that I see it and I don't really care. I, I saw the angle. There's a reason they blacked the screen out. One, because they know they weren't actually going to smash somebody's head, and so they didn't want to expose the secret of the business. But two, because they wanted to to convince you that you had to watch next week to see what happened when the screen blacked out, right? And I just think it's deeply inconsiderate to fans who actually want to be, you know, actually want to play along with the story. And to the performers who bust their ass to put on a good, to put on a show, right? And so, um, I'm not saying that you can't be a fan, but so uh, here's my suggestion, and here's how I would fix this: If I ran a wrestling company, I would not allow actual fans in my arena. Like I want to go back to the Thunderdome era. The one thing of the Thunderdome era did for me was that it created WWE was allowed to be super creative in how they pre 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 presented people, right? So if they wanted to get over someone as a face with no real crowd there, they could just blast in cheers and we could get them over as a face or booze to get them over as a, a heel. A lot of fans in the stands, they try to be, edgy and, and and boo the good guys and cheer the bad guys and that's just not how being a fan works you have to understand when you walk into that arena 
right? To, uh, I'm recording this right before SmackDown. So when fans walk in the TD Garden, as they're getting in their seats right now, as I'm recording, they are becoming part of the WWE universe. They're a fan, but they're a character. They're, 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 you're all, y'all are playing a part, right? That's the cool thing about WWE is when you walk into that arena, you become part of the show. But you have to play your role. You can't go off and, and break the script and break the fourth wall. And I think part of that is not releasing footage of the show that exposes the business. And that is why I believe that wrestling just seems lame right now because there's there's no believability. There's nothing for me to believe in. And anytime I try to believe in something, like if I wanted to believe that Braun Breaker just decapitated Von Wagner, it gets completely dispelled by the, by the, the nerds and the dorks online that try to figure out ha- what happened. ultimately, and I know the response is going to be, well, I paid tickets to go in and cheer for who I want to cheer for. And that's fine. My, my thing is if you want to, if you want to cheer for someone that's not a face, just watch it at home. It'll save you a lot of money and you'll probably enjoy it a lot more. I'm not saying don't have fun at the shows, but I want to know what y'all think. What do you think? What should, should, you know, because if I ran if I ran WWE, I would say the only show so that I'm allowing f- actual people, right? And I know this hurts revenue. Is I'm only allowing people into the pay per views or premier live events, be- and I'm going to have a crowd on my t- on my TV shows, but it's going to be like former wrestlers or people fans off the street that we pay to to do what we tell them to do, right? And I know that's hard to, to present to fans, but yeah, we have to understand WWE is a TV show. And so they're going to promote towards the television audience. They're telling a story that we have. And when you're that character of the fan base, when you're in there and you're a fan in real life, but you're also a fan in the WWE universe and the alternate reality known as WWE universe, you're a fan and you have to help push along the story. You're you're playing a role. And so, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I thinking of this the wrong way? What do you guys think? I would like to hear your uh, your um, your your comments, your beliefs on this. Again, join the Discord, um, and and we could we could chat this up. Something that I'd love to talk about. Uh, but other than that, that's the show. Actually, actually, I got one more thing. DJ Wavy D, he made a special request in the in, on the topics to talk about, and I figured this would be the perfect way to end the show. His request was for me to prove my wrestling fandom, show how much of a fan that I am, and rap John Cena's the first verse of his theme song. He now he said to do it a cappella. Now. I needed the music so that I could actually, you know, stay in some sort of rhythm. Now, I'm not saying I'm like a professional rapper. I'm nowhere near like Nas or all of them, right? Nas, Tupac, Biggie. I'm not that. But, you know, I think I got some rhythm. And I thought this was fun. It's not acapella. And I'm be honest with you, I don't know the words to this. So if you catch me looking down, it's because I don't know the words. Uh, so we're going to end the show 
with a little bit of fun. This is what we're here for. We're here to have some fun. So, DJ Wavy D, I, I'm doing this just for you. Hey, Cena's back in Boston tonight as well. Uh, here Friday night, like I said, I'm recording right before SmackDown. So we're gonna end this episode. I hope y'all enjoy this because I'm I'm embarrassing myself for y'all. Let me know what y'all think of this. Uh, and and y'all have a uh, a great rest of your day. We're gonna end it with this, and then we'll play the the outro video. Y'all have a great rest of your weekend, and I'll see y'all on Wednesday. Yo, time is up, my time is now You can't see me, my time is now It's the franchise, boy, I'm shining now You can't see me In case you forgot or fell off I'm still hot, knock your shell off My money stacked fat, plus I can't turn the swell off The franchise, doing big business I live this, it's automatic, I win this So you hear those horns, you finish A soldier and I stay under you fighting Plus I'm storming on you chumps like I'm thunder and lightning Ain't no way you breaking me kid, I'm harder than nails Plus I keep it on lock like I'm part of the jail I'm slaughtering stale competition I got the whole block wishing they could run with my division But they gone fishing with no bait Kid your boy whole weight, got my soul straight I brush your mouth like Colgate In any weather, I'm never better Your boy so hot, you'll never catch me in the next man's sweater They hate, let them hate, I'll drop they whole clan And lay they ass out for a three second tag